You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I think everything is great. I think America's great. I think the red, white, and blue is great. I think the church is great. I think there are a lot of great pastors in America. I think missionaries are great, doing a great work, great job. God's people are. Uh, there's, everything needs to be tweaked, and everything needs to be grown, everything needs to, but I, look at this on a summer night. It's been this way all summer. And the other property, large uh, ministry over there tonight, their choir at our other property, singing tonight, preaching going on there. It is a great church. What's made it great? Soul winning. Separation, the scriptures, sound preaching and sound doctrine, the Sunday school, the schools, elementary, junior high, high school, college, the servants of God that served here uh, as deacons and as ushers and as Sunday school teachers and bus workers, security and nursery workers and, and, the, and, and the staff members and, 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 and those that serve and those that stand and those that uh, place their stewardship right here, build these buildings and all that's happening. It is a great church. And thank God for all that's going on. It's great singing, great music. And yes, the church is under attack. But I believe the institution that's under the greatest attack today is the home. Your home. Parents, I'm not here to make you feel like you're terrible parents. This is the cream of the crop. We have good parents here. You're investing in prayer. You're investing in your marriage. You're investing in your children. You're investing in the things of God. You're sold out. Wonderful parents. Some of us have things we need to straighten out in our homes, and some of you mean to realize you married a great lady. Some of you ladies need to realize you married a great man, but I think you would not be in church on a Sunday. I'm not preaching to you that how lousy a parent you are, how terrible you are, how neglectful you are. I don't see that in this church. Now, all of us need to improve. The destruction of the home. What I see tonight in America, there is no structure in the home. Homes must have a structure. I'll get to the text. Homes need structure. God did everything, the Bible said, decently, 1 Corinthians 14, and in order. God has an order, order, order to everything. The next season is autumn. We're not, going, we're not going to spring. God has an order, and it's fall, it's autumn, then it's winter, then it's spring, then it's summer. God turns this earth on its axis, and the high tide, and the low tide, God does everything properly. The next, uh, next event to happen to trees is not blossoms. It's they're gonna start to turn and some are already turning. And we're gonna get the joy of raking those leaves. And, and then it's gonna be dormant and it's, trees are gonna look like they're as dead as possible, but they have more life in them when there's no branches because they're getting ready to break loose with blossoms and to get ready to do something great and provide for us, whether shade or fruit or whatever it might be. But I see very little structure. God is a God of structure. I don't see that in many of our homes in America. 
I don't see that in many lives. It's all about play. It's all about party. It's what can I do? That what's going on tonight? Well, great, great. It's wonderful. Tonight's going, uh, it's food. But every night doesn't have to be party. Too much play. Too not much party. Uh, too little structure. Not enough work. I don't see a lot of training going on. If you walk down your street of your house, of your street you live on and look, house one, I wonder what kind of training is going on. House two, what training? Uh, uh, house three, I don't see training going on outside these walls. Now there's some. I told our neighbor who's not a Baptist who's, who, and, and her husband, I said, you're wonderful parents. They play with their kids all the time and they spend time with their kids. I'm so very proud of them as parents, that is very odd to see nowadays. And I know we have children in little leagues and basketball, I know that. But that is a remnant of all the little boys and all the girls here. There's a very little structure, there's very little training. Train up a child in the way they should go. I'll guarantee it, there's very little family dinner time. If you've been in this church any length of time, I, I, I'm the big proponent. You raise good kids from a family table. Nolan's good to see you here. I'm sorry I looked right past you, David and Ingrid. Good to have you back home. But, but you raise kids from a table. You don't criticize them. You don't do a lot of correcting. You don't, the kids don't tattle on one another at the table. It's a nice, pleasant experience. You're playing KNBBC music, eventide music, our beautiful instrumental music, and you're not playing keep on the firing line. That's not dinner music. You're playing beautiful music, and you're playing Christian music. And you're at the table and you communicate with one another and you talk to one another and we don't tattle on one another and there's instruction there and you're taught how to get up and when your mother says, okay, we can, we, we're done. And, and you get up and the kids are taught to clean the, the table off and, and eat everything on there and, and put, put it over on the counter and come back and kiss mother on the cheek every night, every night. Say, mother, thank you for the meal. That's training. Because your little Ralphie one day is going to be Ralph married to Gertrude. And when he's married to Gertrude, he is going to, <laughs> he, he, he is going to have the joy of knowing that Gertrude thinks he is great. Very little family meals together. Some of that's a hint of funny bone tonight, Gertrude, I guess. Very little family Bible. Very little family Bible. In your neighborhood, how many families are teaching the Bible to their kids? I see very little, very little Christian music filling our homes. I see a lot of social media. I see very little obedience, very little respect, very little schedule. I see a lot of family fun. We're going to Disneyland, and I know everybody should go. We're going to Disney. We've got season passes. Why? What about work? Getting quiet in here now. We're going to whatever it is called. I know what it's, I hear it. I've not been there. Downtown Disney. Why does that have to, hanging out at that? Why, why, why do we have to go to, I'll go to Six Flags. I'm not saying you can't go to Six Flags. I'm not saying you can't go to Disneyland. But friends, everything doesn't have to be a party. Exodus 32, the Bible says the people rose up to play and they corrupted themselves. God says six days shalt thou labor. 
There was an article that came out in the last couple of weeks. I read it, broke my heart. On one website of young people, the Biden administration is supporting it. The LBGTQ, whatever it is called, that's supporting it. Much of the government supporting it. It's the children. The one website has had 1.9 million, no, children, 1.9 billion hits on the web, reading it. The other web, uh, other side has 1.6 billion children. What is, what is, what, what is the, the program? Teaching you to reprogram yourself to think for yourself and not listen to your parents. One movie star said on the site, I was so glad when my mother died. And 1.9 billion children heard that. I'm glad my mother died. That girl's got a problem. When you can wish death on anybody. The social media sites are blowing up with these kids going to them and learning how to distance themselves from mother and dad. I really wonder, don't get upset with me, we might be taken off the air. I don't understand what this Mr. Biden fellow is doing. He doesn't either. But it's not been in school reading, writing, arithmetic. How to, how to distance yourself from your parents? How to be emancipated from your family? How to learn to say no to your mother and dad? That is anti-Bible. One article said this, parents are not worth your time. Kids, if you're watching anything, whether I don't know, I, I don't know uh, these, these sites, Googles and AI, AI and, and all these things. If you're watching that kind of material and they're attacking your parents and your God, get off that website and stay off it. When they're attacking your dad, when they're attacking your mom, it's woke society, it's Marxism, it's socialism, it's Eastern religion, it's yoga, it's sodomy, it's atheism. But the Bible says in Psalm 1-1, I'll get to my text. Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight shall be in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. You 15-year-olds, you're not old enough yet to make decisions without dad and a mother, and you think you are, it's evidence that you're not old enough for life yet. The older you get, the more mature you get, the more you realize, I need my dad. I need my mother. I need some leadership. Well... I'm almost 20, I'm 19. I know how to do things now. Yeah, please forgive me, whoever, you're an idiot. Give you a Greek word that you know. 
Do you know that the Bible says, and that's Psalm 1, 1, uh, Psalm, uh, Proverbs 2, 20, the Bible commands you, walk in the way of good men. And when you're walking with someone, AI or Google or whatever these websites are, and they're telling you how to dump your parents off, that's not good people. Because the structure of God, just like the sun and everything turning on, its, on this earth is turning on, and God, God's got that Lord. God, God gave you a father and a mother and a family, and if dad has passed away or if dad is not on the scene, God's still giving you a mother. Don't debate her. Don't fight her. She's already been where you're trying to go. She knows something. Your mom's not as dumb as you think. Hey, she's old. My mother's old. How old? She's going to be 40. Oh. My Bible says in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8, My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Walk not down the way of them. My Bible says in Proverbs 13, 20, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. If you're being educated by Marxists and by Eastern religion and by God-haters and home-haters and family-haters, and you think you're wise, you're stupid, the Bible says. God uses the word brutish, and it's the word stupid. Now, my mother would have washed my mouth out, but it's Bible, Mom. She's not around. She's in heaven, so I can say it now. The Bible says when you're brutish, you're stupid. My father began to, in the last years of his mind, the last years of his life, began to, his mind began to falter. My mother did just two years before that. She lived to be 91. My dad, 94. They're the sweetest people on planet Earth. My dad, if he had been alive this week on July 13th, would have been 100. And if he still had his faculties at age 100, I would want to talk to my dad and get advice from him. I regret, I wish I would have talked to him more about World War II. I wish I would have talked to him more about the Depression. I wish I would have talked to him about more about history and about the Bible, about church. I had that wealth of knowledge there, and I talked to my dad, and I loved him. And yet, I tell you, though he's been gone for several years, my, my dad is buried in my heart. I don't want to do anything that hurts my dad. And I know he's in heaven and all. I don't know how much he can see or cannot see. But I do know this. That I have, I have a, a father that loved me and cared for me and, and fed me and provided for me. And never, never one time, hey, hey, you kids, hey, you know more your dad. Oh, is this the, the guy that's slapping around your mother? No, you're not being raised in this church with a dad who's slapping his wife. Is this a guy that's coming home drunk every night? No. Hey, you're a Christian kid in a home like this. You're not seeing that, kids. You're not seeing your dad shoot up. You're not seeing drugs and all. You're not seeing them. You're not seeing a mother that's had a girl that, just a little teenage girl. And she, she, she said, I just, she sees different men every night in the house. She said, I just want a mother that loves me. You don't have to worry about that, kids. How about mother? She's got rules. Oh, yeah. Brush your teeth. Your mom's, you got to get rid of that lady. I mean, brush your teeth. And if you're sitting next to someone right now, you're saying, well, his mother didn't teach him that. 
brush your teeth, that's it. Go to bed. Rules. I wish someone assigned me to go to bed. I'll go right now after we eat. Come on, David. I saw you shaking. We're going to go eat tonight. You say, well, what about my sugar? Ah, balance it out some other way. but, but, But this is eating time in just a minute. Our homes, if this church destructs, I think you're strong. Brother Cooper, I think the church is strong spiritually. Sound doctrine, music, all that. It's going to destruct because of the homes become weak. Dads, we, we need you at home. We need you to get home in a set hour. If you're not going to be at that hour, you owe it to your wife to call her and say, now hold, hold the spinach and the broccoli and the cauliflower. I'm trying to give the, the best. That's all good stuff. Not okra. Ladies, don't cook okra. What is okra? So, well, you've never had it breaded. And I'm not going to have it either, breaded or not. No. Okra? How many eat okra? you got to be kidding me. What is it? It's those little round things, right? Can you buy that in a store? Or where, where do you? I, I don't. Okra? Brother Ray, say your hand up on that one. No. You're a good. Brother Heath, was your, your, man, your hand was up. I've always felt like you're emotionally unbalanced. <laughs> I just sense that a little bit. Okra? I'm a German, but wait, how many like sauerkraut? You have got to be kidding me. You probably then like kimchi too, don't you? Brother Shilton will not eat chicken, but he's got his hand up for kimchi. Thanks for the obvious. (laughs) Isaiah 30, Isaiah 30 is is showing us something about the home. Verse number nine, this is a rebellious people, lying children. Now wait, you say this talking about the children of Israel. Yes, it is. But through this text, you'll see that, that God is dealing with these rebellious people as his children. They're rebelling against their daddy. Children that will not hear the law of the Lord. I find first that they're rebellious. It says it, rebellious people. Rebellion is to resist authority. Hey, boy, son, are you resisting your dad and mom? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm smart. I know, uh, I know a lot. No, boy, if you haven't figured this out, that your dad knows more than you, you're very foolish. In fact, God says you're rebellious. You defy authority. When we defy the police, when we defy our, our, our aged people, when we defy a woman, or we defy a father, we, we are resisting a, 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 what is called divine established authority. That's what rebellion is, to resist divine established authority. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and these two shall be one flesh. You have a father and a mother in a, in a home, perhaps, 
or your mother's raising, your dad's raising, whatever the case may be. But you have no right to rebel against authority. No right. I can tell you after 48 years in this church, my wife could too. We've been here a long time. It's almost five decades. All of our adult life plus has been here. I want you to know something. That we have so many success stories. You saw all these people singing up here this morning, grew up here. I held, You saw it. But I also know the many that are laying in cemeteries and overdoses and drug addicts and drunks and alcoholics and the whole nine yard and away from God and God haters that are away from God. It's called rebellion. That's called rebellion. Not only are they rebellious children, they're rejecting children. Look what he says. They reject in verse 10. Which say to the seers, the seers were the prophets that could see things. See not. They said to the preachers, don't see that. We don't want to know it. You may not want to know this tonight. I don't want to know that. You know, pray something else. I'm not going to come to North Valley. And they said, the children said uh, to the seers, see not to the prophets. Prophesy not unto us the right things. You're a fool when you don't want the right things. My dad never taught me how to treat a woman, but my dad showed me by example how to treat my mother. So I figured it out. I wish I could redo it and do a lot, of, uh, a lot better at it looking back. Now, fellas, you ought, to, you ought to treat your wife with the greatest respect and don't become a narcissist and talk to, uh, t- talk to your children. Well, you know your mother, how she is. You know your mom. Talk to your mom. And that, that, why would you do that? They need to see a unified front. And, and the Bible, Bible says here that, uh, that uh, uh, don't, we don't want the right things. Why should we speak to us smooth things? And, and he says, prophesy deceits. Just lie to us. We don't care. God knows this is true. To this date, I've never made a decision without either my dad's influence when he was here, and he, never, he would never help me with that. He, didn't feel, he was a deacon here. He didn't feel he should do a lot of talking on the deacon board. He felt like he should sit there and do his job. He would listen. And even now he's dead, I make decisions, what would my dad do? My dad had, I had better education than my dad. I had more education than my dad. I had opportunities that my dad never had. He was just a farmer. And then when they moved, California became a tow truck driver. He owned a gas station in Milwaukee and then came here. And and then he became a salesman. My dad was 90% deaf. No, 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 no. He didn't bring a lot of this to the table, you know, the good stuff and all that. But I'll tell you what he did bring. He was the finest man I've ever seen in my life. He loved my mom. The greatest thing you could do for your children is love their mama. Love them. And ladies, love their, their, your kid's dad. And, and get that home. And these are, these are rebellious children rejecting. We don't want to hear. Look at verse 11. Get you out of the way. Turn aside out of the path 
cause the oil of Israel uh, to cease from before us. Said, look, we're, 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 yes, but we don't even want God. We don't want the prophets. If they speak, uh, speak to us smooth things, speak to us what we want to hear, do it our way. Hey, young people, I tell you what, your only hope is to listen to authority. And God bless this church. Parents, you have kids that do that. You're wonderful kids. I know you're still going to drop the ball here and there. I understand that. You're not perfect. But you're being raised in an amazing place. Notice what he says. And not only they were rebellious and rejecting people. And I would like you to, I, I, I have it all planned to go through Proverbs and hear your father and hear your mother. And listen, I won't take the time. But when God says that you've rejected it, to, to reject is, yes, to also cast out, and literally this word, to vomit. To disregard. I don't want it. Look at the threefold corruption as a result of that. Therefore, verse 12, saith the, Lord, the, the Holy One of Israel, because one, you despise the word, and trust in oppression, and perverseness, and stay thereon. That's the threefold. That's, that ought not to be our lives, kids. Hey, adults, that ought not to be our lives. I see the result. We're done. Verse 13. Therefore, this iniquity shall be to you as a breach ready to fall, swollen out of a high wall, whose breaking cometh suddenly. Uh, I've not had any problems. I'm okay. I'm not listening to my old man. I'm not listening to the old lady. If you ever call your parents that, shame on you. I'm not listening to those old fogies. They don't know what they're talking about. Religion, religion, Christianity, God, rules, all that. You big sissy, when you drive a car, there's rules. Stop. Green, go. Yellow, slow down. Red, stop. Stop sign, yield. Come on, you have to obey. Stay in your lane. Can't go in the fast lane. Can't go in the commuter lane. Can't go in the diamond lane. You can't drive in the slow lane 22 miles an hour. Rules, rules, rules. They're for your safety. I have so much I'd like to illustrate with that. The result, verse 13 and verse 14. Verse 14 says, he shall break it as the breaking of potters. You're, you think you're okay and you're safe and you're a high tower. It's coming down suddenly and God's going to break it. Look at verse 15. Well, thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest, ye shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength, and ye would not. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not coming back to God. I'm not going to get in the things of God. I'll come to church if I have to and please my mother for a while. I'm not going to do it. I'm not, I don't believe in it. I don't buy into it. Well, that's where 1.9 billion kids are right now online watching this garbage. Yeah, I'm glad my mother died. What a fool. Look what he says in verse 16. But ye said, what's that next word? No, we, we don't want you, God. I, I, I'll do it my way. Do it my, I like the way I'm doing things. I'm, I, I'm always concerned about our church. I want it to be strong. And Pastor Cooper, it's, it's, you said it this way. It's a good church, strong church. 
And I know we have strong homes here. I see you. I watch it. And oh, yes, you're, you're good parents. You need to improve some area. Probably you would know where more than I would. You're trying to be good parents. You're trying to teach. You're trying to train. You're trying to love. You're trying to play. You're doing all those things. We got a world out here that needs what this place has. That place up there was packed for the heaven with those teenagers today, those bus kids. It's, it's different than before COVID. I see it on their faces. But they're the sweetest kids. They love this place. They love this place. They're living in rough situations, most of them. But they haven't could just tell you it's amazing what them and all you workers that work in that teen bus service. I, I came in and I saw them up there. A lot of times we've been over here, we're over here, and, and I looked up at them and got their attention, and I just, I just I smiled at them, and I waved. And I'm just shocked every time it says, how many wave right back at me? I never have to call them down, ever. And that's because they've been trained over there in, in your services. I never have to talk, never, 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 never. But they're from messed up situations. So we can't give up on this generation. That's why on September 3rd, I'm preaching about the bus ministry Sunday night. I'm for the bus ministry. I'm for reaching these boys and girls, moms and dads for Christ. And I believe that there's many moms and dads that want to be good parents. Tonight, my, my concern is the destruction of the home. Let's stand together, please. Your young kids, you don't even maybe have children yet. Our heads are bowed. Or you have your first child or second or whatever it might be. Uh, you say, I, I keep them in church. I tell you, a crowd I really admire. The people that have raised a generation of kids here, and maybe they didn't all turn out right. But you talk about character. They come to the house of God. They, they're the heroes to me. The altar is open tonight. I, I believe we ought to be making, taking care of business with God at this altar. Teenagers, maybe it's on this anniversary night, our church's 48th anniversary, right in your Bible. I chose to honor my mother and father. I'm never going to, I made a pledge to God years ago by the grace of God. I was never going to create an opportunity for my mother to cry over my life. Maybe I'll, that's what you ought to do. I'm not going to have my mother cry over me. I'm not going to stress my mother out. Sleepless night because I won't pay. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.